0: blood talk
1: radio
2: Another pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, red wine.
3: Bonsoir, darling.
2: And sitting in
1: for uh, kettle is uh, Mr. Lowe. Hey, I do appreciate that, uh, you know, this is the one and only that never leaves you lonely. I am him, coming to you live, ain't no surprise. It's time to open up your eyes. Let's get it.
3: Okay. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight?
1: Oh, you know getting it started, you yeah, know. I think the parties looking good. Everybody's looking good in their pajamas, and, uh, let's get it right.
3: Well, you know <laughs> how we do. How you doing, Papa Didi? I'm doing
1: okay.
3: Yeah. You yeah, sure so about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, now. So, Mr. Lowe, welcome back to the microphone.
1: Hey, I appreciate that. You know, it's always a pleasure to bless the mic when I can do it, and, uh, appreciate y'all having me, and, uh, we run down a couple of things. Let's see what's going on. Let's talk to him. See what's going on with the folk out there tonight. Hope everybody's being safe. Everybody eating right, and everybody sipping right. So you know. All right. See what right. Let's see what we do.
3: Well, Papa D, you gonna uh, give us the rundown for tonight?
1: Well, let's
2: see here. Yeah. not here. our know, hot topics, we got the uh, Chicago officer uh, Handcuffed the eight-year-old boy, claiming he didn't know that he was a child. Really? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Trump's uh, Mexi- Mexico tariffs. He's still at it. Uh, at least 11 dead after uh, a. Uh, was that a.
0: A scrum- employee?
2: Yeah. yeah, open fired in uh, Virginia Beach. Wow. Ah, okay.
0: Mm.
2: Hidden and quitted We have a uh, councilwoman challenges uh, Shreveport's uh, saggy pants law. Wow, there's excellent law for that. Uh, campground uh, manager fired for pulling a gun on a black couple having a picnic. Okay, uh, record number of black women to graduate from West Point Military Academy. That's the U.S. Army. Okay, we have a Dollar Tree adding alcohol to a thousand uh, struggling family dollar stores. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Eight uh, shares uh, the uh, script spelling B championship title in historic first. I guess nobody got it wrong, huh? Eight of them. It was eight-way tie.
3: Uh, eight of them got it right.
2: Mhm. So. You got Papa Didi with uh, what's poppin'? Then we got the weird news. Uh, we got the schools closed after man enters uh, overnight and takes clothes off. Our man builds a fence around a car share vehicle. What's up with that? Uh, Okay, and Gator busts through a kitchen window and breaks a bottle of wine. Bottles of
4: wine.
2: Mm. I'm just saying, with red wine, uh, why are you paying for this? Then we have uh, Papa Didi with something called "Living for the City." Uh, Got a surprise for you. And, uh, Mr. Lowe will do the Hollywood Wrap-Up. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has some things going on. Uh, Jason Mitchell, uh, Godzilla and Aladdin. Then we got our real famous Cocktail of the Week. The list, and then the last word.
0: So, so sit
3: back.
2: Sit back, relax.
3: All right.
2: Off the court. Get you some rocks ice. And, uh, start that weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Popping with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's Popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about something that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it, as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof, because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Diddy, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm, when he was Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine.
3: Bonsoir, darling.
2: And sitting in for Kettle, we have uh, Mr. Lowe.
1: Mr. Lowe is in the building. I do appreciate the time that you spend with us, and uh, we definitely about to get it in. So let's, uh, let's get it popping.
3: All right, let's kick it off.
1: All right, first story tonight is uh, a
2: Chicago uh, officer handcuffed an eight year old boy, claiming that uh, they had no idea he was a child. It's amazing how the alibis and excuses come around after the fact. You know, uh, if the if, uh, if Chicago police are to believe uh, they simply didn't know that a black 8-year-old, what a, what a black 8-year-old looks like, they expect us to believe that. All right, that's the defense the department is giving on why it uh, handcuffed the child. During an early morning raid in Chicago, uh, that the police department and SWAT on a family uh, home on March 15th, the raid, one of several uh, local news stations, CBS2 Chicago, had investigated over last year, left eight-year-old Royal Wilson traumatized. All right, his family says, and is the uh, center of a new lawsuit to be filed. Thursday morning against the Chicago PD. The incident began about 6 o'clock in the morning on a Friday morning when the Wilson family was startled by flashing lights and a police bullhorn commanding them to go outside their south side home. Single file with their hands up. Wow. The Wilson said they did their best to comply with the orders of the police and SWAT team. We had come by to raid their home off of a tip from an anonymous source claiming the Wilsons had guns in their house. Okay. Still, the police saw fit to handicap Dominique Wilson and her son, including Roy Wilson, and held them out in the street where it was cold, windy, and drizzling as police conducted a raid that turned up nothing.
3: Wow.
2: According to the family, police took the handcuffs off Royal after 30 minutes, long enough for the strain to leave uh, bruises on his arms.
0: Oh God.
2: Dominique Wilson, 8 huh? Dominique Wilson, her adult son, and their girlfriends and their girlfriends all remained uh, handcuffed and detained outside their home for two hours. They said. Okay. Hmm. Responding to CBS 2 news report last week. Chicago Police issued a statement saying Officers were Responding to information that an uh, Assault rifle Was being kept at the Wilson's house Police also Told local news That Royal Was handcuffed because police didn't know The boy's age Once they determined his age Police said they moved the handcuffs Right CBS News Reporters the police department has uh no training or policy addressing how officers should treat children during these events and with no me? understanding or knowledge of the way that uh these violent shocking raids can impact them. These cases uh get little attention because most of the injuries are all profound and psychological and they're invisible he said and uh because these police raids Was on the wrong home And uh, the, the community being So ravaged from the beginning It uh, seemed like the police Just didn't care And he says it was a shameful act That uh, the police really Couldn't apologize for
3: can, can I just say I don't care if a child Is black, white, or polka dot How do you see an 8 year old child And think that this is a grown person I mean, kids can be a little bit tall for their age, but you could look at a child's face and tell, this is not a grown person. I don't care how tall he was. They didn't even say anything about height. They just said, oh, well, we didn't know he was a child. Eight years old? Uh,
0: yeah.
3: I... That is the most lame excuse I have ever heard. And after all of that, they didn't find anything. So this was supposed to be because there was a suspicion of a some kind of gun? Automatic gun or something?
2: Yeah, anonymous tip. Anonymous. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you know how that works.
1: Wow. That's just old.
3: beyond pathetic.
1: Eight years old, man, God.
3: That child will probably be traumatized
1: for many years. they know probably about it, man. That's that's something that go down. Uh, that's a scar on his. That's a scar his tissue for uh, for a lifetime. Uh, when you go through something like that at that age. Yeah, you you're young enough to be terrified and traumatized, but you're also old enough to remember. So, uh yeah, that's something that's um Yeah, that that's gonna last that unbelievable. that's unbelievable. That's gonna last for quite a while.
0: Yeah.
3: So all they could say is, our bad. Yeah. And know. they're saying they don't have any policies about dealing with children? Are you kidding me? That doesn't even sound right. Surely the police have some kind of rules, regulations, policies, something.
0: Was
1: it daytime, time, nighttime, or was it? it, it, it mm-hmm. was six o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock. Oh man, see, this is after this is after uh, the roosters already did their thing. This is after the birds chirp. This is after this. This is when the sun is rising, and you do this. I don't know. I don't know. That was just
3: just blatant disrespect. Yeah. But it's not a new thing.
1: I got the, uh, oh you know, Trump's like, uh, like Papa Didi said, uh, Trump's at it again. Uh, you know, when is he not? You know, this is just, it's just another day. You know, uh, when he's slapping tariffs on Mexico. Uh, I don't know if he's doing this to try to, you know, try to act like he's being tough on Mexico again. Uh, he did lost pretty much every, uh, in my opinion, every every one-on-one war he's trying to have with the Mex- Mexican president, Mexico president. And, I mean, uh, you know, all he's trying to do is, uh, you know, uh, talk tough, act tough. Uh, but at the end of the day, anytime he does that, it's always uh, to our disadvantage in, in the United States, a U.S. citizen. Um, and then he's slapping more tariffs. You know, he's trying to, you know, tax and, you know, put these tariffs on the, the, Mex- uh, the uh, on Mexico. Uh you know, he issued a new threat to slap tariffs of as much as twenty-five percent on the goods from Mexico. This is in his escalation of in his trade war. Uh, this is going to raise the prices that us Americans we pay for things like avocados and tequila. So,
3: oh, wait, uh, a if, um, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute, good
1: tequila drinker. Um, you know, hey, I, I feel for you because uh, maybe we need to switch over to cognac or or vodka or something like that because you're definitely going to have to start paying a little bit bigger penny uh, on these prices. Um, and it's not just uh, the drinks uh, that are affected. Auto, the auto industry and everything like that is affected. Oil refineries, uh, refineries those are affected. Um, you know, uh, we got to realize Mexico is also a big supplier of fruit and drinks, you know, and um, so that is, this pretty much means uh, less joy in Margaritaville this summer. Uh, it's not going to be a good thing. Uh You may not know, but 78% of America's avocados, they actually come from where? Mexico. Mm -hmm. You know, so. uh,
3: I love avocados.
1: You know, and we don't even realize how much avocados and guacamole and things like that are used, you know. um, But you're definitely going to have to prepare to pay a little more for that. Guacamole, avocado toast, and many other items in some of your favorite restaurant chains, you know, Chipotle, you know, Panera Bread you know things things on that end you know it's all going to start costing a little more because of the uh trade war that he's doing uh facing going back and forth with Mexico but um but yeah uh Mexico's you know it's a favorite location also for some of the world's top makers of TVs I don't know if you realize but uh Samsung you know I got I got I'm
0: from
1: I gotta, Mexico I got a Samsung you know well they make about 9 million sets a year from the Mexican factories, you know, LG Electronics, and these are some of your phones, your TVs, your smart TVs, your cell phones, or, I mean, lots of, all this, all this kind of smart stuff going on. You know, in LG, they make about $4 million, you know. Um, and high tariffs, they're going to hit these companies too, which rely on North American sales for about one quarter of their TV revenues. So, of course, if they're getting chopped in the pocket, then that means the price is going to go up on some of these, things that we that we grew to love. So, you know, it's 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 hectic, but um wow. also uh, you know, New Care New tariffs they could slam companies like Constellation Brands Inc, the Victor New York-based seller of the wines and other alcoholic beverages uh beverages distribute that distribute Mexicans uh brands uh that make Corona and Modelo. <coughs> Excuse me. And about another five point three percent of the North American beer market uh in twenty eighteen. So uh some of these things uh, you know like modelo uh especially that's the number one important beer in the US you know so you know we sometimes you know he, he talks he talks very heavy and bad on Mexico but doesn't realize how we're how we're not only relying on Mexico but how we, we work together because they rely on us and uh, we profit from them; they profit from us. It's a it's a give and take relationship. So, you know, you, the, the bully the bully uh, tactic is not really going to be, uh, especially when you don't really have a. You know, you 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 don't really have a like a strong. You know, like a you're trying to bully somebody. That's like it's kind of like. A, you're bullying a bully or you're bullying somebody that is not capable of being bullied because he got, he gets in number a little bit. So, you know, of course we're the strongest country in the world and I mean, the strongest country in the world and everything like that, but yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to, it, it, it takes partnerships to, to keep strength and to grow strength. But you know, um, but yeah, Mexico, they definitely control the branding of tequila. Uh, they even have a law that mandates that the name tequila only apply to products made from agave, so it's from five states in the country. So uh, Mexico definitely uh, is not somebody to just be walked over and looked over. They do have, uh, you know, a good, a good foot in the ground. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, if, if tariff, we don't have
3: a problem getting our tequila and our avocados because of these terrors, so it's going to cost more. This is going to be a major disaster.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, it's
3: margarita season. Yeah,
1: I mean, so that's why I say margaritaville is like, you know, going to turn to, I don't know, I mean. Mm. you know. It's, it's and Chipotle. All that. All you that know, avocado. Know. I mean, mm-hmm. guacamole
3: and all of the Tex-Mex places.
1: Yeah, different, different. Depending
3: different, on the avocado yeah. and the tequila.
1: You know, and uh, even okay. just you going to go into a certain grocery stores, buying certain fruits and agave and the avocado, anything that. All that stuff is is gonna be taxed more. So ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, he's hurting our pockets by talking tough. Like you, you're talking tough, but you're hurting us. You know, it's like, you know. <laughs>
3: but I think because it doesn't individually hurt him. Oh yeah,
1: he doesn't see. He it.
3: doesn't see he that doesn't. there's a problem.
1: He doesn't care, and whatever sacrifice that he feels like is that we're making, he feels like it's for the better. It's for the better good, but he doesn't feel. The, he doesn't feel the. Uh, the effects from it, so.
3: Well, this is the same person who put tariffs on the farmers, I mean, put tariffs out there before that hurt America's farmers and then turned around and introduced a bill to subsidize the farmers.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, how much sense does that make?
1: Yeah, he's all over the place. He's, you know, he's a very reactive person, and I don't know, man. This guy is just, yeah we we didn't That'd you know cool. you, you don't want to become numb to it but it's just getting it's just getting to the point where it's like you know it's getting ridiculous man
4: it it just it's i mean we
1: just have to admit that he does not know what he's doing and he's just uh acting off impulse and um and he wants to his whole he just wants to keep this portrayal of a of an image of he's a big businessman, a tough yeah, guy large and he doesn't take, he doesn't, yeah he don't he don't he don't take no crap and i just I mean... Um,
3: yeah, well, nobody's buying it. Yeah. Well, his base is, but
1: that's not Yeah, I don't think they're buying it. They just... They just... Well, they eating it up with Yeah, they the just, long, just long for the ride. They Something just like it up with a stroke. Yeah, they like the rhetoric, you know, like, you know. Yeah, some, some people like... What'd some, you
3: say, Papa Didi? I don't get it, really. It's
1: crazy,
2: you know. I just don't get it.
3: I just feel like, you know, if if the impeachment process begins, I don't know how that's going to go down, if they can actually pull it off or not, but something has got to be done. That's all I'm saying.
1: They're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do that. Not in time. It's it's already about to be 2020. I
3: mean, I know they don't have the votes right now.
1: They don't. But if people
3: start changing their minds.
2: It goes to the Senate afterwards, and the Senate is all mostly
1: Republican, so what's the point? Then they're going to drag that out anyway, so then they're going to use that as a political uh, uh, gun for.
3: But I guess my question is how much is too much? At what point do people say, all right, I'm drawing a line in the sand? If he crosses that line then that's where I say that's too much.
1: Well that's the thing, the sand, uh the the sand no longer has any water, uh on the other end. So it's just uh where uh you can you can put all kind of lines in the sand but you never get to the point where you jump in the ocean, you know, because uh, the sand just keeps going and going and going. Uh this is we're in desert territory so there won't be any water. So
3: there's plenty of sand. Yeah,
1: there there won't be there won't be water Well they
3: just they keep redrawing the line.
1: Uh, yeah, they just keep redrawing the line. You know you know how you have a play with sand and all that stuff. You can join as many lines as you want. All somebody gotta do is just use their foot, kick over the line and you gotta make another one. So that's okay. all that that's all it is, so
3: Is that um, like when you tell somebody, Don't hit me again? Yeah then
1: and they then hit they you again, hit you and you hit you're like you know, yeah, you Okay, know well you, know, you better
3: not hit again. me again.
1: Then they hit you again Yeah, you, you got, got
3: one you got last to time on. to hit me and I'm gonna have to hurt
1: you. Yeah, and then they hit you and then the point then you wake back up and say, Oh yeah, you better not hit me again. You are lucky <laughs> I ain't Yeah. <laughs>
3: you lucky you knocked me out. Because
1: I would have, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, you know. Well. But yeah,
3: well, I've got some really bad news. Not that that wasn't, but um, this is uh, actually, as they say, breaking news. At least uh, 11 people are now dead after a disgruntled employee opened fire on people in Virginia Beach. Wow. This happened at a municipal center. Um, guy... He he killed 11 people and sent six other people to the hospital, turns out a disgruntled employee. I don't know. I guess they still call it going postal. But uh, a Virginia government source uh, was uh, briefing people on the investigation, said the shooter died after a gunfight with the police. So there was no taking him alive. Oh,
1: so he was on one, one of those.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. Police Chief James Servantin. Serv- Cervera, told reporters Friday night uh, tonight that the gunman was a public utilities worker. Uh, the shooter was confronted shortly after opening fire on multiple floors. There was an exchange of gunfire with officers, and the police officer whose ballistic vest stopped the bullet got injured. I guess fortunately with the vest, that's what saved his life, bulletproof vest. Shooting occurred when people were still visiting, uh, the the municipal center, trying to conduct business. Uh, the shooting took place in building number two of the municipal center in Virginia Beach uh, that houses the operations building for the city, including, you know, various departments. And as I said, six people were hospitalized after the shooting, uh, One of the patients who was at the Princess Anne Hospital was being transferred to Norfolk General Hospital, which is a level one trauma center. And the the FBI is also responding to the incident to provide assistance to local authorities. So they got the FBI involved in this as well. And they go on to say that this incident is the deadliest mass shooting in the United States since November, when 12 people were killed at the Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, so various people were sending tweets and prayers, etc. cetera. Uh, one of the notable uh, messages that came out was from Pharrell Williams, who is a resident, I mean, grew up in Virginia Beach. I think he still lives there. He said, we're praying for our city, the lives that were lost, their families, and everyone affected, um, as I said, you know, he grew up in Virginia Beach, and he continued on by saying, we are resilient. We will not only get through this, but we'll come out of this stronger than before. We always do. So here we are again, another shooting. And, it, you know, apparently the guy was angry about something. They said he was disgruntled, and he took it out on everybody, everybody he could get to killed eleven people, injured six more.
1: Yeah, he just um he just went he had just finished watching Scarface and then um things happened. You know, uh he, he, he fell into the trap. He was mad. He was probably took a he probably had a couple you know, I don't know what he had. He maybe took a couple know. of drinks. How old was the guy?
3: They didn't say his age.
1: And was he killing employees or
3: these were, it didn't say whether they were employees or not. They were people at the municipal center just handling business.
1: He was just firing off.
3: He was just firing at various floors, so I'm not sure if he was outside shooting at the building because they said there was shots fired on multiple floors. I don't know if he was running through the building, just randomly firing.
1: He definitely sounded like he had some type of uh, uh, mental type of issues and all that cause I mean, of course, you know, he was on that uh, you ain't going to take me alive type of tip. So, you know, was, he was just trying to just trying to cap on, you know, pop off anybody he can come in contact with. On time. Yeah, it seems that way. That's hectic. So, I'm
3: sorry to have to report that, but that's breaking news. Yeah, that's so
1: and That's hectic. That's, that's that's
3: probably if you check the news, maybe at 11 o'clock tonight, you can get the latest details
1: detail. that's on great.
3: that sad story. Yeah. So,
1: a lot of things be popping off in Virginia, though. You know, uh, What is it's the beach you know, well, Virginia's a big state. But,
3: yeah, well, know. this is up in Virginia Beach, but I don't know. That's not one of my hangouts. I don't know too much about it.
1: You got to be careful out here, man. I'm telling you, man. The rules are different now.
3: Got to be careful everywhere. Yeah.
1: They're
3: finding dead people turning up dead and all over the place. Dominican Republic couple was found dead. Another woman was beat up, uh, left for dead. She just happened to survive it.
1: Yeah, I want more of that. I don't want more of the details. I wonder, I wonder where he worked at. If he was disgruntled, I wonder what, you know. What, well, he what...
3: worked at the municipal center.
1: Oh, me okay. So he right. Say,
3: okay. He was a disgruntled employee of the municipal center. Dang. Now, the people that were killed, I'm not sure if they were visitors or employees.
1: That's rough. It is. That's well.
3: All right. Well, that's all of the hot topics, um, but we got some really interesting ones in the Hit It and Quit It. And we're gonna come right back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party show. If you wanna join the conversation, give us a call. Nine one four, eight oh three, four three zero six. And you can press one. Get in on this convo. We're coming right back. Got uh Saggy pants laws and campground managers messing with people. You know, it's another one of those camping while black situations. Yeah, right, there go. Dollar Tree wants to sell liquor. Oh yeah. Black women graduating from uh, West Point. Turn up. Bell and B, all kind of good stuff. So we're coming right back. Don't move.
5: So I was looking over the cocktails of the week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a game changer, and of course
2: we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. ooh I like that
5: Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Beach Stops and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. yeah, the Dutch Mule with the Kettle Orange Vodka, Lime Juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the abajamaparty.com website.
2: So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the
5: Cocktail of the Week and stick along with us. Are there instructions there too?
2: Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So
5: what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky reed over here. And yeah, I got
1: the aviator.
0: Recipes
4: at
2: www.ajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! I'm Rick from the Pajama Party, one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh,
1: Red Wine.
3: Sure. That man, bon soir. Sitting in for
1: cocktail oh. tonight, we have uh, Mister Lowe. You know it, you know it, the one and the only that. <laughs> and you are? Uh, never leaves you lonely. What's up, baby? We here tonight.
3: All right. It's that time. We're going to hit them and quit them.
1: Let's do it.
3: Got some interesting things. Uh, let's see. Papa Didi, what you got?
2: Yeah, I can understand. On our last year, I can understand where Pharrell's coming from. I was uh, doing my young military days. I was stationed in Virginia Beach myself at a base called Oceana. Right down there in Virginia Beach. And it's a small uh close knit uh community down there and uh so you can understand you can't really run too far because it's uh very small, very tight and it all ends at the water. So
5: All right. You know, we definitely
2: feel for them people there. But yeah. uh, in in other uh other news, uh Chicago office or uh something else. I think I've done that already. Let's uh trash that. Uh A councilwoman, she challenges uh, Shreveport's uh, saggy pants law. Wow, when was this this ever even implemented? Who all got together to do this? Anyway, Shreveport, Louisiana. um, In February, uh, 31-year-old Anthony Child was shot and killed in, in Shreveport, Louisiana, over confrontation with police, start, uh, started by uh, laws against saggy pants. Gee. Since the tragedy, Councilwoman uh, LeVette Fuller wants to end the 2007 law that prohibits uh, wearing pants below the waist. According to the census, Shreveport is a uh, a uh, minority, uh, major minority community, which is uh, 57% black. Mm. On Friday, according to the uh, Baton Rouge CBS affiliate uh, WAFB-TV, the uh, Shreveport City Council began looking at a proposal to repeal the law, noting that since its uh, inception, more than 700 violations have resulted in fines ranging from 100 dollars to $250,000. What? as well as community services uh, that police have collected through the years on this law, from black people, mind you, okay? Between $100,000 and $250,000 they've collected on a saggy pants law.
1: Wow. So
2: now now what I don't understand. And still
3: saying, they still sagging their pants? I don't
2: understand that. Well, first of all, um, a sagging pants is, is uh, for, as far as their understanding is concerned, I think that saggy pants is more of a a culture thing. I don't think it's a racial thing. I think there's anyone that's in that particular belief can participate in that. I don't think race is connected with that. If people believe in something in particular, then that's what they're going to partake in. So you can't really say that. And how would you just put that particular saggy pants thing on black people only? I've seen I've seen white people. Oh, yeah. I've seen white yeah. boys with their pants hanging. I've seen Spanish, bagging, people, have Spanish people. yeah. It's, it's a culture thing right. for that particular thing. You know, it's more the,
3: of an age thing rather than a color thing.
2: I think it's more of a culture thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I know say age, age, I
3: mean there's age groups of people across cultures who tend to yeah, say yeah but, their yeah,
2: but the culture is more
1: effective yeah, as far as yeah. what, you know. That
2: the, age that, thing, uh, it all depends on where your mind is and what you believe in. So it's just like, you know, I mean, I don't know how people.
1: That's that's crazy.
2: You know, I mean, people back in the day in the 70s was into the funk, you know. As Brother Johnson said, get the funk out of my face. Uh Everything had to do with funk, you know. Play that funky music, White Boy, everything was funk. Yeah. Uh We're going to funk the whole funk. Radio right on punk. it. Radial for peace. Everything is everything yeah. was funk in the seventies. So every every particular culture and time frame and group has what was near and dear to them. And you're gonna put a law saying that you are so different or you just don't do that. So what do you do? You know, what do the police of uh, Shreveport do when they're in their relaxed time? When they're in their in their backyards on a warm day barbecuing, what's their dress code? So what they're they arresting
3: point? they're arresting and finding they're arresting
2: and finding people based on the law and it's you know, it's the law that's uh, that gives them permission to go after certain people. You look when looking and seeing and, and what if somebody came there from out of town? What if you had some, some
0: yeah, people true. from
2: Philly visiting and that's just how they wore their clothes in Philly. Now all of a sudden you're in Shreveport, you gotta what, straighten up and fly right? I oh, I don't get it.
3: So this congresswoman is trying to get rid yeah, of the Yeah, she's law. trying
2: to get it repealed and all so um Mm. Apparently she has children of a certain age that are probably
0: um, she just practicing it's that. Yeah,
2: but <laughs> well, something is influencing her. So
0: yeah,
2: so we'll we'll keep an eye on that particular situation because mm. it's kind of it's really interesting how they can pursue stuff so vigorously when it has nothing to do with uh, them when it's a conspiracy concocted by the man. Well,
3: anyway. What's the difference between y'all and them.
2: So yeah. we'll see what happens with that particular move. So. Uh, All right.
3: Yeah. All right. Hit him again. Yeah. Him.
2: So in Shreveport, my young uh, brothers and sisters, pull your pants up because they finding people, they're <laughs> taking your money, they're <laughs> taking everything. So.
3: And that brother got shot and killed.
2: Yeah, he got shot and killed. Okay. Wow. It was controversial, and he probably wasn't even from Shreveport. You know, probably came with it a visit, and yeah. that's just how he was wearing his pants in New York or Brooklyn or whatever yeah. he was from. They might yeah. add some of the some of
1: the best pizza that he heard about. Uh, so. And uh, anything like you that. Learn. That's Maybe crazy. You know. Well, I got another yeah. one, you know, uh, coming uh, straight from the MI SSI, SSI, SSI PPI, you know, down in Mississippi. You know, we got a hit and quit of topic about her. Uh, I know y'all may have heard about it, but uh, campground manager, uh, she got fired. She got fired. Uh, ah, uh, she's pulling the gun on this black couple. They were just. Oh, hey look, these guys wasn't doing any gang activity. This black couple wasn't here to rob anybody. This black couple wasn't here having sex on the beach. This black couple wasn't committing any type of fraud or theft or larceny or anything like that. You know, they were just having a picnic. They were just having a picnic. Mm. So an employee at Mississippi campground, uh, she was fired. Uh, she pulled a gun on the black couple after, you know, by having a picnic, and you know, ordered them to leave the property. Uh, the, the black couple named uh, Jessica Richardson. She was 26 years old. Her husband, Franklin Richardson, 28 years old. Uh, you know, they—they they were saying they've been looking around. You know, they wanted to get out. They wanted to enjoy uh, some 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 alone time and. You know, this is a nice place, so they wanted to enjoy the vistas of Tibaha County Lake in eastern Mississippi. Uh, they even brought their dog. So they even brought their family dog. It was over memoral, uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend. You know, they were searching online, they um, and they finally came to a spot where they said, you know, nearby the campgrounds of America location and decided to drive to, Starkville, to the Starkville spot. You know, it was on a Sunday. I mean the Richardsons you know uh they 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 said that uh they were told at the campgrounds front office that they did not need a reservation to picnic by the lake, so they said, Oh okay, cool, all right, well let's go ahead and set up here, you know um I'm not sure all the uh things that they had, but I know they had a little bit of uh small sandwiches, a little bit of juice here and there, some uh chips crackers uh whatever else that you can provide with a picnic. I don't know if they brought their own candles, uh, but they were trying to make it a nice little, you know, a little, little couple's event. Uh
0: sounds cute. Yeah.
1: I, you know, uh, they even brought the, uh, it was a red and white um, cloth that they laid down, a uh, picnic form. Uh, the grass was cut, you know, so everything looked pretty nice. Everything was going good. Uh, it wasn't raining at the time, so, uh, but all of a sudden, minutes later, uh, a white woman uh, who comes up, she identified herself as the property manager. Hey, uh, hey, hey, wait! Uh, pulled up in a pickup truck. Hey, what, what you guys doing? You uh, know, flashed a gun at him and told him to leave. That's when—that's uh, crazy. You know, that's when Jessica, you know, the wife, uh, she pulled out her cell phone and she started recording the video. But she said, "Okay, hold on. Something don't seem right about this, and uh, let me go ahead and document this just in case." Uh, so. This lady literally just pulled a gun because we were out here and didn't have reservations for a lake that we didn't even know we had to have a reservation for. That's what she said in the video, Uh, Jessica. Uh, So the gray-haired woman, uh, she was wearing a yellow KOA shirt. Uh, She was seen walking towards a couple in the video, with the gun in her right hand, you know, uh, ready to... She just
3: walked up to uh, her with the ready. gun already was, in her she hand.
1: Was, she was ready, cocked and ready, 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 wow. ready, to, ready to do damage. And um, one of the staffers, the KOA staffer, identified the woman as uh, Miss Ruby Howe. Uh, What's her name?
3: Because she's going on the kiss it. Yeah,
1: Ruby Ruby Howe, you know.
3: Ruby hey, Howe. Come on,
1: Ruby. And it wasn't okay. even... Yeah, come on, Ruby. Uh, but... uh
3: doing too much
4: you No,
1: know, uh, and they say the couple says, "Hey, we we didn't know, man." You know, uh you can hear Franklin saying that on the uh video. How, you know, they placed the gun in her pocket. She 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 put it back in the uh in the pocket. She said, "Well, I I'm just telling you. You need to leave because it's under private ownership. You know, you can't be out here." So they say, "Hey, well, okay. All right. All right. That's fine." You know, uh as they walked away and uh you know, they even took the dog, you know, laid him off the site and everything like that. So you know, they they calmly left. Uh, uh, but the campgrounds of America they confirmed that the uh, the incident in a statement and said uh, it does not condone the use of a firearm in any manner on our properties. Which is, I mean, hey, yeah, you say that statement, but you know, you, you know, you say that to protect, you know, uh, what happened and all that. But just a very broad statement, of course. I mean, who really would? You know support and condone fine huh. in a manner like this, but they had to put their statement out but um, and you know the riches they're not the only one uh that's been you know they're not they they're 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 not the latest people of color that have a cell phone video that goes viral because it's just been a lot going on uh with sometimes certain white people are confronting black couples or black people individually for engaging and you know in the most in the most ordinary activities. I mean, you know, uh you remember last spring, uh, white Americans dangerously called the police on people of color waiting at Starbucks, you know, uh
3: golfing. Oh, yeah, I remember. You
1: know, attending a university tour, leaving a, a, a air you know, a airplane, napping at a bar you know, napping and barbecuing. I mean it's I mean it's all it's all kind of stuff like um but uh I mean Texas police earlier this month tried to arrest a black man in his own yard. Uh, after they misidentified him, so you know, uh, I mean, oh, but, I, remember you know, that one. So, I mean, this is and like, he wasn't from the area.
3: He kept telling them, "Look, you can't have a warrant out on me. Yeah. I don't even live." I in this saw state. and I
1: saw I saw that but he said, "I don't even live in this state." And then he then he called him two different names. He said, "That's not my name." And then when he finally put the picture, out, he said, "That don't even look like me. That's not exactly. me." Exactly. And, you know, he still wanted to, you know, they wanted to, you know, he's like, nah, you know, so.
3: Ah, oh, it never ends. You
1: know, it, it's, 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 I just don't, you know, like they say a lot of times, why do you, why do you, why do you connect, oh, black people means danger. It means to be terrified, it means to be scared of them, like, why do you automatically link that to black people, you know, because it puts the narrative out there, like, you know, black people are uh there. They're, they're animals. They're dangerous. They're, you know, it's just, it's getting to a point where it's like, you know, why do you feel as a white person that, you know, just to approach a black person, you got to have a gun out just to feel, just to feel confident to have a conversation with them or, or to feel that you want to enforce any type of, uh,
3: exactly, you know,
1: uh, authority or anything like that? Your gun has to already be out. You you can't just, it's ridiculous, you know? But, uh,
3: It never ends It's
1: crazy
3: Well we're going to go to the phone lines And pick up a caller
1: Hey
3: Hey, caller Caller welcome to the show
6: Hey can you hear
3: me Yes we can hear you Go right ahead with your comment
6: Oh okay look I just want to add to what my brother was just talking about Everything he said Was just so on point You know and everything else But the bottom line is that we have to look even more, not just on a national basis, but you know, I'm a local cat, you know, I'm in am there. Hopefully everybody listening, you know, are as well. But we have to start like in house and move out. And being in that, you know, we have to start in our city. Things that's going on here. I mean right now we really need to take a look as not just, you know, residents, you know, of our city, throughout the rest of the world and the country. That the that, that 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 position brings you a certain home ownership, being a resident, even without owning that, just being a resident of a city for so long, you become attached to. It. That's your home. That's where you was raised. Your house yeah, is yeah, started Keeping all that in mind, um, everything you said, but we have to start here. You know, um, I wasn't paying attention to the news for last weekend, holiday weekend, you know, because I was out of reach up in the mountains doing some work. With my partners are doing a refurb. And maybe that was good for me to come back here. And then I heard right there, just listening to the news, when I'm settling back in, between Friday and Sunday night, man, we had 20 uh, shootings in, in D.C. The crime rate is getting off the chain. We know what time it is. Um, we know what time it is legislatively. We know what time it is across the board and what's going on with the schools. Uh, we yeah. know about,
4: right.
6: yeah, no, we have to, we have to start recognizing what's going on, you know, uh, as a whole in our community in our local community. And we have to start, I don't know where, cause it really, because, you know, this is where I'm at now. Um, and not to show a lot of people probably can relate. There was a time, you know what I'm saying? where not just saying that you just didn't pay attention, but it wasn't as important. Let's just leave that alone. But right now it's of ad. It's just really so important. I can't think of nothing else. We some old things changing so quickly, and I'm not going to just sit here and look at reality and know it's because of administration from the top down, but, you know, that's really what it is. Um, But right now, I look at how it affects me and it affects my community, our community, guys. um, We have to start getting more programs in in the place uh, that's going to look out for our future, because the numbers is one thing. You know what I'm saying? I might not know a whole lot about a racket stuff, but numbers ain't gonna lie. They're gonna be they're gonna be on point. And I'm looking into investment. I invest in my future. Invest in our future. We need to find ways I'm very proud of us now. Don't get me wrong. We've come along a long way. I'm up on stuff that they don't even talk about in the news. For instance, you know what I'm saying? Uh just recently, man, one of the the first Yale student body president has been elected, and he's an African-American, and he's from this immediate area, you know what I mean? Uh, But he's the first African-American student body president at a prestigious, you know what I'm saying, college like Yale. And that right there is within itself. Come on, man, we're off the chain. That's where the fear begins. We need to get over that. We're one nation, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't even speak from the heart. And uh, experience, this is the way it is. It's truly sad. But with the new administration, I'm looking at how it's affecting my immediate demographics, both business-wise okay. and more importantly, right, my lifestyle. I got a daughter, man, 13 years old. She ain't never, she, unless we on travel, you know, and, uh, and vacation, she don't leave D.C. She's a Washingtonian more than you and more than me. You understand? She only lived about two, two miles from where she was born at. You understand? And that's the only house she ever lived in all her life. A lot of us was, like, was raised like that, but that's something of the past. Right now, for her, that's her reality today. You feel me? This is her, D.C. More than that, we need to invest in our children in D.C. We need to invest right. in our D.C. children, and we need to build up from there. Of course, we want to go nationwide, man heck. We want to go worldwide because you know how we feel. But I feel like the more we get control of things, we start from home, community, city, and they go off from there. We need to start that's looking right. out for DC more. Right. Whatever we can do, and whoever listening, because I ain't up on this except for doing what I do, I just keep everything DC me. That's what I do. All right. But anyway, look, okay. we and need to invest in our it. city. With our youngins and you know, and our future. And um and our future is the children out of here and they will be probably one of the youngest to change the world because, Lord know we need some changing. You know, with all with all bad things and backwards, go ahead, I'm sorry.
3: No, you're right. You're right. I'm agreeing with no, you. No, know, I just,
6: know. I know. I mean, I got to. It took me a minute to believe that I was on the radio, but uh, since I had that moment, <laughs> naturally, now y'all go ahead. I'm yeah. gonna listen. <laughs> go yeah, yeah, ahead. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, we appreciate yeah, you, yeah, you, you and gonna, thank yeah.
1: you so
3: much for all those valuable comments. But nah, you no dead doubt. on.
1: No doubt. Yeah, you're definitely. Dead no, on. we really. So, you know, we really. Shout out to
3: your daughter. That
6: was. That was. That was a comment. Yeah. A yeah. Of yeah. I appreciate you guys. Right, I'm, yeah, about, I'm right. gonna go ahead and sign off. I'm gonna keep listening to y'all, though. Hey, but like I said, like man,
1: you know, yeah, definitely, man. Look, we we gotta grow from the inside out. You don't grow from the outside in, you know. You gotta start growing from the inside out. So, like you say, man, really it's cool, it. man it's tough, no doubt, you know, uh, and you know, that's man. You you had you had a lot of snapple top snaple top facts on that one. So that that's, that's all actual factuals that you just said. So I appreciate that. All
3: right, my brother. Peace out. Thank you so much.
6: You gotta take care. You take care, Poochee. All right, y'all. All right. All right. All right.
3: Okay, uh, let's see. We got another one coming out of um, talking about moving forward in the future, West Point Military Academy. I don't know if everybody's aware of that, but uh, black women made military history last Saturday, as West Point Military Academy graduates its class of 2019 with the highest ever number of female black cadets. Yeah, that's a big thing at West
1: Point. That's big. Uh,
3: There was a total of 34 black women cadets that graduated from the academy on last Saturday on the 25th, which was, as I said, a record high, and all of them received a Bachelor of Science degree and commissions as a second lieutenant. And the United States Army.
1: Wow, that's major. That's major.
3: Isn't that awesome? There was a total of uh, 1,270 cadets in the 2019 graduating class, of which 280 were women, about 22% uh, per the school. And there were 189 black students in the class, which is about 15%. So the numbers are growing. We're getting there. They keep it up. It's going to be like basketball. Just saying. Uh, Just saying. Uh, The first woman to graduate from the academy was Andrea Holland, or Holland, and she was in the class of 1980. And that was in the same class as Vincent Brooks, who was the first black cadet to serve as first captain. So, now you know. So, shout out to the class of 2019 over at West Point. Yeah,
1: big shout out to them. Them Him and a holding it down, doing
3: their thing.
1: Hold it down. Get Get it, baby. Get it. Yeah i love
2: to go out, you know. That's the stuff. All right, another news. We got the Dollar Tree is adding uh, alcohol. Let's do it. To a thousand. <laughs> <$1, 000. laughs> that's
3: a good idea.
1: Let's get right. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I don't
3: know if that's such a good
1: idea. But you know they're doing it to the are struggling. They said they're struggling Dollar Tree. they try trying to get that revenue up. Oh, yeah.
3: Chasing <laughs> that money. So what's going on, Papa?
2: Well, Dollar Tree is out in alcohol, drinks to about 1,000 uh, family tree stores in the latest effort to turn around the uh, struggling chain. Uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, which is uh, the basis of where Dollar Store is, is uh, headquarters uh, for planned planned uh, Thursday, saying it would also uh, expand um, freezers and coolers okay. and about 400 Family family tree stores. I guess they're going to put uh, beer or something in it, I guess. Uh, the company I mean, what recently can you
3: for I a mean, dollar? It can't
1: be, be, no no be no oh, a yeah. dollar. It's just the name of
2: the
3: store. Oh, you said they're doing this in family dollars.
1: Yeah, that's kind of new. Oh, so, that means, yeah, yeah, new. Oh, so, so
3: everything here. in family every is every is Dollar, dollar. No, is like not
2: a dollar. No, not every dollar. Dollar tree is a dollar. Dollar tree is a dollar.
3: Yeah, but not family, family dollars. Okay.
2: The company recently announced plans to close up to 390. Family dollar stores this year mostly in the uh, in the second quarter in a normal year in a normal year it closed about seventy five so family tree acquired uh, family dollar back in uh, the family tree family uh, acquired the uh, family tree business back in two thousand fifteen but uh the business has dragged uh, ever since uh, two thousand and seventeen where their revenues have been very low and uh, no no real profit gaining, the retailer is also uh, renovating at least a thousand Family hour locations to include expanding party goods and uh, certain Dollar Store brand merchandise. Some some 200 locations are also being rebranded as uh, major uh, Dollar Tree stores because they're going to make them like a like a like Walmart does the uh, Super mm-hmm. Walmart Super Dollar has. Tree. Dollar Tree also announced Thursday that it's expanding a a test in which it uh, offers more than uh, customarily uh, $1 points at their namesake location trying to um, sell most of their merchandise at a dollar. Usually the dollar in the name doesn't constitute the fact that uh, things are, to cost a dollar, but they're trying to get closer to the dollar price on their merchandise. Hmm. So... They're uh, trying to put
1: some booze in the joint. I still don't know if that's a good <laughs> so, idea. Oh, yeah, I man. Uh, we'll see what the thing is, though. It could be in a sense, though, <clears throat> because, you know, if you, if you, if you make that happen, and ultimately when you go in there, say if you're over there, you get a little bottle of wine, you get whatever you're trying to get, you automatically going to think, oh, since I'm in here, let me go ahead and grab this. Let me go ahead and grab that. So now... I don't think nobody's really going to come just for you gotta you take know. the name. You got to take the name yeah. and family out of the name. So uh, do something like
2: that. yeah. yeah,
3: that's a good you point. You can't play it
2: on both ends. Yeah. So I think that's the breakup of the total family today is that uh, we think that it's okay to mostly, it's a, it's a minority generated store. Yeah. So anything they dictate in the neighborhood is what the, the people who are using the store for convenience are going to put in their mindset. That's how they're gonna begin to roll, you know. Until they can get hoisted out of the hood in the helicopter, sense in the basket. That's all they have to deal with, you know. When we don't have a car, we gotta deal with walking distance
6: conditions, you know. We gotta deal. I, with I would
3: think their target audience is low income. Or low to moderate income, yeah. of course, you know of
6: course
0: have got
3: plenty of money to blow, you're not gonna be up in and, no, no, and anybody, no, well that
2: that's across the board with a lot of stuff. I went to a store I was in prince george county uh one day in an area called uh Glenarden, and I went in this look at the store um called uh i'm gonna put them on blast because they pissed me off that day (laughs) (laughs) it was called bright sea liquors ah uh, anyway yep i went in a joint and i drink imports and i named four beers that i may drink uh on a regular base that i may rotate on that just particularly hit my my fancy you know i'm not no i'm not sophisticated or bougie in no way but i like a good imported beer You know, I'm not going to name names because they ain't paying us no advertising dollars. Okay. So fuck them on essence. But when it comes to imports, I like imports. And when I named these beers to this this, uh, employee at this particular liquor store, they didn't come nowhere near those. They had none of that. None of that. I mean, it wasn't even on back order. Now I'm looking at the stock they so it had. these
3: like exotic beers? No,
2: or? not at all. I'm not going to name what them. But they were you just, you know, they were about just, or? These not common. All. Not at all. They're just common, common beers import. that have do common imports, you know. Okay. And, and they'll sit there and sell stuff that's not even, they'll sell what's, what's popular to the region that they are, are, are working in. What people are coming in that gives them their daily business with their buying. If people come in here buying Mm -hmm. Mad Dog 2020, there's going to be 150 bottles of it on the shelf because that's Mm -hmm. what they're buying. Mm -hmm. But when you're catering to the neighborhood instead of catering to the liquor store title of your name, if you're calling yourself a liquor store, then sell liquor. Stretch out a little bit. It's almost like working in a damn uh, store that sells uh, uh, carpet or or hardwood floors, and you're only selling one-color carpet. Or mm-hmm. one style hardwood floor, you know, or one <laughs> then we one, got black and man, we
3: got white <laughs> you know or
2: one type of back black uh, backsplash I mean, it's the same thing, so but when we tolerate that and we deal with that, these are the things you know, but I'll talk about it later and what's popping, but these are the things that uh, stir what's happening today as a whole' we'll, we'll I'll get back with that, I won't elaborate on that right now, but anyway, uh. That's all that's up with that dollar store. So we'll stay tuned to okay. see what that dollar store is going to do as far as um, getting any booze up in the joint.
1: Well, you also know, uh, you know, uh, it's championship week. You know it's definitely championship week. You know a lot of people are uh, in tune and everything like that. Uh, this Thursday was a nice championship match and everything like that. And uh, a lot of you all probably think I'm talking about, Toronto Raptors versus Golden State, which did happen Thursday that I did enjoy. Well that's 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 not here it is, so we won't talk about that right now. That's not the topic of the discussion. Let me talk about what I am talking about that you may not know about. It actually was the Scripps B championship. The oh. spelling B and it's a, it was a historic finish. You know, I don't know if y'all know about Twenty One Savage. Y'all don't know nothing about no twenty one Savage, but you know, young 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 guy doing his thing, but uh, he got this song. Say so I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight m's in my bank account, but I say to the it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight winners
4: all together.
1: So you know, let's use that analogy real quick. It was actually eight, a eight way tie, for the spelling bee championship. You know, uh, which was a historical first, and everything like that. Uh, the experts claim that the uh, the National Spelling Bee championship that happened Thursday, after surviving 20 total rounds, definitely was a historical night. You know, uh, the voice of the Scripps Bee, was uh, Jack Bailey, mm-hmm. announced three hours into the final competition that everyone who nailed their 12th word of the night. Would share the honor, uh, which marked the first time more than two contestants won. So if we're looking at where there's more than two contestants, we're talking about eight of them. And uh, the winners were, uh, hopefully I don't butcher the names, and I apologize if I don't pronounce it correctly, but I'm normally pretty good at this. But the winners were Rashik Gandajri, Aaron Howard, Siketh Sundar, Shrush, Truthika, Patty, Sohoon, Sukanthan Kar, Abijay Kodali, Christopher Suriaw, I'm sorry, and Rohan Raja. Many brought veteran experience as more than half of the 16 finalists, finalists competed in prime time in Maryland's Gaylord National Harbor Convention Center last year. Uh Bailey said, scripts ran out of words to challenge them. So, I mean these guys are the real deal. These 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 people that's coming here, they they're not spelling uh Cat C A T. They're not spelling mm. you know, balloon, B A double L the rest of balloon, you know, and no, then really? uh B A
3: double L the rest. You know, uh
1: the competitors will each receive fifty thousand in cash, you know, so that's that's quite that's pretty good for some youngsters, you know. Getting fifty, look, give me, give me, give me fifty racks, uh, you know, one time, real quick. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, of course they get the trophy and everything, reference books and trips to New York and Hollywood to appear on certain talk shows. Uh, Scripps hasn't recognized more than a two-way tie since it began. This is all the way back in 1925. I mean, picture that. We in 2019. Is that you're telling me that this something more than a two-way tie? Hasn't happened almost in a hundred years. We in twenty. We in 2019. The last time a two way even more than two way tie happened was in 1925. You know so, and the finalists we ain't talking. These guys ain't. These guys ain't ain't grown men and grown women. You know the finalists they were ages 12 to 14, and they beat out more than 546 other competitors. I mean that's. You gotta you gotta say something about that, you know, uh the eight co champions, uh you know, they won their titles by correctly spelling Oslot
4: okay.
1: Ari okay. Bougainvillea algulet, Pendolok mm-hmm. maybe it's pendoloque, Paloma, Cernius, and Odilic. I bet I bet <laughs> I bet a lot of y'all can't even spell some of those things I just said. That is unbelievable. And these and these these guys are between 12 to 14 years old, spelling this kind of stuff that you can barely pronounce. Uh, they ended the night spelling the final 47 words correctly, acing five consecutive perfect rounds. They hail from the states of Alabama, California. We got to shout out to Maryland. You know, okay. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Texas. You know, it took about five and a half hours to narrow the field, from fifty spellers all the way down to sixteen. Uh the B executive director uh director, Paige Kimball said, prompting organizers to come up with the plan to name co champions So, you know, uh definitely shout out to all of uh the final eight contestants who won. It's an eight way tie, never been ha- never happened in history. Mm. Uh, when you got these kids that are between twelve to fourteen years old spelling words that you would never even know they existed, it's truly unbelievable. When you got to take your hat off to them, uh, you know. Shout so out
3: to all eight of them.
1: Definitely, man. You know, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight winners. Okay, eight in my spelling bee. Ah, in my spelling bee, Yeah.
3: <laughs> all right, Mister Lowe Well, thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna. Uh, Take a very quick break and we're coming back with Papa Dee And what's popping on the pajama party show Friday night. You know how we do. You gonna be ready for us, Papa? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. You ready or you wanna take I'm a back.
2: break? We take a break. But oh, okay.
3: Back. All right. We'll take a quick one and we'll be right back.
1: Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa Dee's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa Dee myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should, too.
2: I'm probably one of i
1: red wine. Bonsoir. Sitting in for uh, kettle we have, uh, Mr. Lowe. Mr. Lowe, I am here coming to you live. Ain't no surprise. You better open up your eyes.
3: And it's time for What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. So what's poppin' tonight, Papa Didi?
0: Poppin'.
2: Oh, man, just different things. What's and... poppin'? You know, it's just a come full circle in life. I don't know why people' are so surprised you know we we're dealing with a, 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 a just the whole climatic uh what process has been going on for the last hundred years it's just that with the whole ever since the whole slavery thing and the um labor and everything that, like that has been disrespect put out ever since those days. And then the whole fear factor is the fact that all over the world, everybody tells people, come to America, get the American dream, but watch out for black people because people that always hated us has given us such a bad reputation or, or our reputations have preceded us. And then the people end up kissing the people's asses that are talking about us and try to emulate them. I'm not going to put a color factor in there. But the people that come to America are emulating the people that are that are putting down the black people so when people come to America, the first thing they do is to stay away from black people, and when these young people are raised in their homes, they're taught to watch out for black people. Why? And this is a stigma that's been that's been talked about in in the living rooms of people other than blacks since the beginning of time, where some of the most racist great 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 grandfathers have imposed that on people. Over and over again the stigma That they they steal They lie, they're lazy They're this, they're that So right now you still have the remnants of it And some people just can't shake it And some areas are so outdated And, and back in the backwoods Like we were talking about Shreveport, Louisiana And Baton Rouge, Louisiana And, and all this other stuff in Mississippi And these areas that are They're back in the damn dead zone from the beginning So how can they ever clean their fucking ears when the wax is so fucking deep they couldn't get a Q-tip deep enough to get in there and clean the bullshit? And I'm just trying to put it on that particular level just to give a bullshit analogy. Uh, so black people have been stigmatized for so long, but as we come into the day where black people are on a rise with different stuff, people are realizing that the people that have have, have talked about us, put us down, or put us in category are so much more fucked up than we have ever been. And that's what we're beginning to see and realize. But it's almost too late because granulated shit, you know, if you put much of anything in anything, it's gonna dominate it. So if you talk about people for so long, it's almost like keep sprinkling a little bit, little bit, little bit of salt in your food over and over again and when you taste the shit, it's just salty and you can't do shit about it. And that's what's happening right now. We are so oversalted. And we're so saturated in the bullshit that police, that are racist police from years ago have imposed this in new recruits over 20 years. And now they're like that. So when new people come in and then the police are hiring people that are fresh out of the Iraq war and they're all, they all got the the, the, the PTSD syndrome, you know, so they're all fucked up and they're, they're trigger happy. And they're all they're they're pill popping and crazy and doing their thing. Yeah. And it's always black people are always on the back end of the bullshit. Yeah. And and there's nothing you can do to avoid it but just stay out of the way. You cannot get upset with anything. You can't try to challenge it. All you need to do is just deal with it, try to understand it and just keep it you know, tomorrow's not promised. So we don't know And the the sad part about it is that we have to take our hats off, we have to honor, we have to pour out a little bit for the people that's not here, to everybody that's been killed on a bullshit situation. And it's so sad, I'll close it out by saying that it's amazing how, when we talked about it before, how people can actually go in and shoot massive people, and the police go in and bring the person out in fucking handcuffs. And a black person can be shot not even having a fucking gun. So when it gets that deep it just goes to show just like Chicago when a house got raided. An anonymous tip. Now what was the tip oh, about? Yeah. Now what what I think that see God don't like ugly and, and the one thing that I do believe in God is that God is a great equalizer. He puts a balancing act on everything. And I think to Chicago with the balancing act of God, with that bullshit that went down with them people, you going in an anonymous house and messing up people's lives 'clock in the morning messed up the whole situation. What you need to do is stop fucking with Jesse Smollett. Leave him the fuck alone because now you done <laughs> fucked uh-huh. up. You done fucked up. Sex. So stop uh-huh. fucking with uh-huh. Mister Smollett. Let that brother get back on his life because every time you talk about the bullshit, you think he got away with. Got away with. Look at the bullshit that he got away with. Both. Okay, now Papa Didi has spoken.
3: That's fake right, So free. Woo! All right. Thank you for that word. That was heavy.
1: Well, definitely. But it yeah. was needed. Oh, yeah.
3: So, we're going to flip that over on the other side, on the B-side, and lighten it up and go to the weird news. Because it's that time. It's time for the weird news. Y'all ready for it?
6: Yeah,
3: yeah, All right. Uh, let's see. I think I have the first one. Something, cr- you know... I guess it's always crazy, because that's what makes it the weird news. But I would really like to ask this man, what were you doing? So there's this guy in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, The Pennsylvania Elementary School was closed for the day after all the teachers realized that a man had entered the building overnight, got naked, and spilled Murphy Oil soap on the gym floor. This happened at Neil Armstrong Elementary School Staff originally thought that the spilled soap had been some kind of prank, but then when the principal reviewed the security footage and saw that a man had been on the premises walking around naked who had spilled the the uh, oil soap on ah. the gym floor, it was like, uh, okay, yeah, shut the school down until we make sure everything is cool ah. before we let the
1: kids come back. <laughs> so... Uh, What is Murphy, what is Murphy soap? What is that it's, oil, it's
3: like a stuff you put on wood to, to shine up and clean wood. Oh, okay. Uh, But I don't know what he was trying to do and why he was naked. I don't know. Well,
1: if you want to shine wood, maybe he was trying to shine. Hello. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Things
3: happen. Scranton Police Chief Carl uh, Graziano says that once inside the school, the man took off his clothes and walked through various parts of the building. Huh. Uh, the school decided around 7 a.m. today. I mean, I mean, 7 a.m. yesterday to close for safety reasons. But they said there were no signs of forced entry.
1: We're closed for safety reasons. What? Well, because he's running around naked.
3: Yeah, I guess because if there were no signs of forced entry, then it looks like he either had a key or he got in the building somehow. So they wanted to make sure the building was secure.
1: Oh, okay. I thought they're trying to secure Before. them from him. No. <laughs>
3: But they reopened the school on Friday, on uh, today. So
1: that is, that is I good.
3: don't know what that man's problem was.
1: That's not good.
3: That sound like some mental health stuff going on. Uh, so he
1: I, was, I he, get, he was to get into the building and then he disrobed. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's what makes it the weird news. Yeah. All right, what you got, Papa?
1: That's kind of weird.
2: I got a um, oh. man builds a fence around a, a car share. Vehicle parked at a uh, at home without permission. Hmm. This is in Seattle. Associated Press reports that a Seattle man uh, took exception to a car seer vehicle that was parked uh, without permission at a duplex, so he built a fence around it. <laughs> Dan Smith. Of Dan Smith tells uh, K-I-R-O-T-V He doesn't know uh, who parked the uh, car to go Mercedes uh, May 17th But it wasn't uh, one of his tenants Okay, by the next day he had uh, erected a barricade Preventing other customers from using the vehicle Okay
3: Oh, so that's like one of those bird scooter uh, things But it's a car He,
2: Yeah, he wants to uh, he wants to uh, share now the the company that operates cars to go to pay $65 a day in storage fees, $300 for the fence, and up to $500 for harassment fees. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the company says it has been unable to remove the sedan because of the fence. All right? His policy requires customers who park in the unapproved areas to pay any towing and ticket fees. The company says uh, it does not tolerate having a vehicle held for ransom.
6: Now, okay, now, Yet right, it is. Right,
2: but, you know, let me just comment on this for a second. Okay, now, I totally agree with the person that built the fence for for legal and law reasons because just like we were talking about earlier, I was talking about earlier on the whole racial tip or the whole divide of life, if you go through D.C., and I took a picture of one the other day, these little scooters they got. Little I think mm-hmm, they call me, bird, it's called bird, whatever bird it or whatever. Mm-hmm. They will park these scooters right on the corner of a street and just put the kickstand down and leave <laughs> it right there on the corner. And they dare you to touch it because these things are built in a satellite. Right. right. Where they can not only look at it from a camera. But you can't even start it because they do a kill switch. And the kill switch goes all the way back to people who had bad credit and things like that. Dealerships were doing that until laws mandated them to stop that. Do you know the dealerships used to sell people cars that had credit risk? And if you didn't pay your car payment, they could just kill the car? Mm. Hey. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was vicious all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, but they, they, do it they, like they that, stopped yeah. that mafia function. Yeah. But these people have different cars as well, these little teeny what do you call them little teeny box cars, little teeny little oh,
0: yeah. car um, share
2: cars, a little teeny three wheel yeah, cool. joints? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And they park them anywhere and when you go to rent one, they'll say, Where are you located? Oh, I'm on um I live on sixteenth and K. Okay, go down to second and K. There's a car right there on the corner. Go there, put the code in and you can open the door and the key will be underneath the seat. Or underneath the substance and sucks. And that's how they're rolling. They're rolling. Wow. Like, and they have no, there's no mandate. There's no permission. There and like I said, the scooters sit there right on the corner. And, and it's, it's right there. You can just. Uh, yeah. It, and it, if it's nobody so sad, it, will
3: just sit there. Mm-hmm. If no other customer comes to get it.
2: Yeah. And, and it's just sits on the corner. And in the corner nowadays, the law is mandated where the corner has to be broke down curb wise so you can get baby coaches and everything else uh, when you here, go on an intersection,
0: wheelchairs, wheelchairs
2: right, anything. Right. But there's a scooter right there in yeah, in there, blocking the, the whole thing. Blocking right. the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. and, it, and like, it's so sad that it a three hundred
3: pound gorilla sitting bad. on the car
2: yeah. that it just goes on. It's crazy, and uh, you know it's just it's just a mess. And um, and I, I agree with the person that did that because that's his property, and you're gonna put a you know you're gonna put something in his property, and it's just crazy. So,
1: more power to you.
3: Okay.
1: We'll Man. see if he gets his money. Yeah. All right, let's move Let on. Say, you know, uh, well, last thing on the weird news, uh, I mean, yeah, just, just when you thought.
3: You heard it all?
1: <laughs> not only did you hear it all, but just when you thought, look, you know, some people some people like white wine, some people like red wine, some people like cognac, some people like vodka, whatever, the, you know. Suit you, whatever, whatever, whatever buttons your blouse, you know, whatever ties your shoes, you know, whatever. Well, we got more analogy for that, but I won't get into that. But uh, yeah, man, you know, um, uh, out of nowhere, you know, uh, somewhere in Clearwater, Florida, and everything like that, uh, home of the Gators, <laughs> natigators in somebody's home, you know what I mean? Uh-oh. So uh, an eleven foot alligator. Whoa. Busted through a kitchen window of somebody's household, and they broke several, bo- several bottles of red wine mm-hmm. in one of their homes. You know, before that's it was captured. Wine. So yeah, they took all the red out, busted it all up. Yeah. You it's know, uh, yeah, they didn't care about the window; they just wanted the wine. You know, so that's
3: a big gator, eleven feet. Eleven
1: feet. That's pretty. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. Uh, you know. We shoot on a 10-foot basketball court, so, you Ooh. know,
0: uh,
1: on a basketball rim, so 11 foot, that's, that's,
3: that's quite a lot of large.
1: That, that, that's quite large. Yeah, he could have had all
3: that wine and the whole kitchen.
1: Yeah, it I mean, the, been of that. yeah. Well, the crazy thing is that, you know, the police tweeted that the gator was removed from Mary clear Clearwater Condominium early Friday, and no one was injured, so that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, now, Mary, she uses a walker So that must mean that either she's uh, either slightly older Or there was an injury that caused her to have to use that walker But a lot of times, I'm thinking on that she was slightly older So she told the news outlets that the moment she saw uh, the alligator She just moved into her bedroom, closed the door, and called the police She okay. saw that big 11-foot gate, she said, I... Ah, look at this gator. Let me go ahead into my room and I'll just go ahead and uh, he can have the wine uh, while he waits, and then I'll just wait on the police. She called them, and uh, you know the craziest part was that's
3: a lot going on. What well,
1: the craziest part was is she. It doesn't sound like she was frantic. It doesn't sound like uh, her actions showed that she was she wasn't uh, disturbed. She was just went into the room and she was playing computer games. She started playing computer games while waiting for help to arrive, so she was just in her room playing computer games.
3: That gate uh, could have been anywhere in there. It could have
1: been. I mean, she said uh, she wasn't worried about that. She wasn't worried about that. It's just a, it's just an 11-foot alligator. What could it do? Right? Yeah, you okay. Know? But uh, she said it took um, two trappers and ten police officers, two hours to get that alligator out of her home. Mm, mm, mm. And she had lived there for almost four decades, so she ain't had nothing to worry about. And obviously, if she's been living there for more than four decades, that means she's definitely, you know, uh, she, ain't a young, she, ain't, she ain't a young cat, but, you know. She's experienced. Uh, I guess she wasn't new to this. She was true to this. Uh, she she, she kept her composure. She played her favorite uh, computer games and while they had to do what they had to do. It busted her windows up a little bit, and she lost a lot of that red wine. I don't know if they they replaced not only the window but well, the red wine. Well, and really, two alligators. So. I mean, but God, I mean, how how big and how 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 vicious could that it could that Gator have been to take two trappers and ten police officers? That's twelve. That's what I say he could have
3: had all the wine,
1: all the water, all the liquor, all that's, the
3: food. That's
1: over. That's over one person for every foot of the alligator.
3: That, see, but that's the risk you run when you live in Florida ah. Those gators pop up But anyway All they right. ain't, Yeah, they
1: ain't no pet They ain't no little no.
3: They, they didn't know you say, here Pete, here Skip None of that it. No that's... All right, well, we're going to move on Thank you, Mr. Lowe.
1: You know, no, I just try to give you what I can, what I can't do I uh,
3: appreciate it uh, I'm going to jump right into I'm Just Saying I'm going to make this quick I got to talk about this teacher This is up in uh, New York. New York teacher has uh, singled out, she singled out the black students in her two classes and had them to be slaves in a mock slave auction as part of a social study lesson. Now, this happened in March. She thought that she would teach the class how slavery worked. Now, this is a private school that charges almost $14,000 a year intuition I'm just saying why are you paying for this why are y'all paying for this now when an investigation by the New York Attorney General's office found that the slave auction reenactment had a quote profoundly negative effect on all the students present especially the African American students you think they acted like it was a revelation like oh my gosh could it be that the children are emotionally damaged from this so I don't know how anybody else could feel that if the teacher put their kid or put them on an auction block uh. and let the white kids bid on them uh. did you really think that this is going to work out okay and again I'm just saying why are the parents paying all that money for this Fourteen, almost 14000 a year and this is what you're getting
1: you don't do that
3: to kids. This incident happened in two fifth grade classes, social study classes, at the Chapel School, which is a private Lutheran school in Westchester County, which is about 15 miles north of Midtown Manhattan. So we're not talking about some backwoods place up in the hills where maybe they didn't know any better. No. Now, this teacher asked all the black students in each of her classes, raise your hands And then when they raised their hand, she instructed them to go stand in the hallway, where she then put imaginary chains on their necks, wrists, and ankles. Then she instructed the students to walk back in the room and line up against the wall. Then she conducted a simulated auction of the students in front of the rest of the class to depict the sale of African slaves to the white plantation owners. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That teacher has now been fired. Thank God for that. But the damage has already been done to the white kids and the black kids. Uh, And as it turns out, some of the parents had previously complained to the school administrators about other things that had gone on in the school about racial insensitivity, um, saying that kids have been disciplined differently when they were black versus disciplined when you were white, stuff like that. Yet, they still keep writing these checks. You're paying them 14000 a year.
5: Wow.
3: For fifth... I mean, this school goes from kindergarten to eighth grade. We ain't talking college.
1: I ain't even talking Why that.
3: are you spending that kind of money, and this is how they're treating the kids? Something's wrong with this picture. Like I said, the complaints were about unequal discipline and things of that nature. And this fire... <laughs> This fire teacher, you know, she clearly put this little plan together in her lesson plan and thought this was a good idea. So now they're saying, well, we're going to bring in the counselors and try to heal the damage, and we're going to have a diversity Uh, training and a diversity chief of this and that, and all the typical BS that they say when you get busted doing something crazy like this. So just so you know, this chapel school serves about 320 students from preschool to eighth grade, and they've got 43% of their students being minorities. So that doesn't necessarily mean black. That could be Indian, Hispanic, you know, Asian, Asian whatever. Asian, yeah. So they got a 43% uh minority student body. And these parents are paying all this money for this bull crap. This is Ray Wine and I'm just saying to the parents with an annual tuition of $13,900 why are you still paying for this bullshit? That's all I got. Okay. All I would need is one time for my child to come tell me something crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. Guess what you do to school today, son? Uh,
3: yeah, Daddy, um... Uh, I got he sold was,
1: to Little Jimmy today. Yeah, I got, I got sold. I'm gonna be his slave. I got sold for five dollars, and um, Ooh. I had chains on me. Crazy, you know, I had, and they was bidding on me, you know. Uh, like,
6: no. I, like, anyway, I I'm playing. gonna shift
3: gears and go to Papa Didi. You ready for living for the city, Papa?
6: Yeah.
3: Mm. All right. I know. I gotta. Oh, gotta exhale. This stuff.
2: Infuriated.
3: Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Ooh, all right. Living for the city.
2: What's going on, Papa? Well, um, I, I just received this article, um, which is something dear to me. It happened in my city years ago when these people were just let out of jail after 40 years. This is uh, this is forgotten stuff because all this stuff went down long before computer, internet, and all this. This was back in 19. Oh, my goodness. It goes back to 19. Mm Seventy five seventy five to seventy eight at least is when they arrested these people back in Jail back in seventy eight. It was the a group called Move, which was right. a black back to nature group called Move. If you get an opportunity to look it up, look it up. M O V E Move. The Move people. Move people had uh they had uh, settled down in what's called Powton Avenue. Powton Avenue was right behind the uh, University of Penn. And Mayor Rizzo, who was the mayor of Philadelphia years ago, he was he worse than Donald Trump, okay? Hmm. Just to let you know what Mayor Rizzo Is was about. that possible? Yeah, Mayor Rizzo was off the chain back uh, in the early 70s, late 70s, around 77, 78, things like that. And um, he was in power because he took care of the policemen and firemen, and they voted for him to keep him in. So he was mayor for a long time. So... uh Anyway, uh, they got into a scuffle back on Powden Avenue, and they put some move people in jail. Under under the jurisdiction of Mayor Rizzo, these people spent 40 years in jail and just got out of jail. And they got out of jail on parole after 40 years. They didn't get free. They just got paroled after 40 years. But the sad part about it is that their family moved to West Philly, actually a couple blocks down from where I was raised. And they had a house called the Move House, and this was on 62nd and Pine Street. In West Philadelphia, back on May thirteenth, nineteen
0: eighty-five,
2: uh, uh, they built a bunker on top of the house, and the police were disgusted with them. Going back to the seventies, now this is nineteen eighty-five now, so the police felt like they were going to get rid of these people. In May thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five, said everybody in that West Philly neighborhood to evacuate their house for a couple hours while the police went in and apprehended this move family from the middle of the block on sixty second and Osage Avenue. So they alleged that the family was shooting at the police around noon or so, so people was out of their houses on Pine Street and Osage Avenue all that time in nineteen eighty five. All of a sudden, that day at the end of the day at five o'clock on the news, now mind you, Philadelphia had a mayor named Wilson Good at the time. And this was during, the, this is happening in 1985 before internet and computers and all that jazz. Some hmm. cops, mostly white, flew by the helicopter with two C-4s and they dropped the C-4s on a roof to blow up the bunker so the people would run out and they can arrest them. But what happened is that the bunker caught on fire.
0: Hmm.
2: And then they claimed that when a fireman went to pick up to, to put the fire out back in 85 They claimed that the Moo people were shooting at them So they told them the firemen Don't go in there just let it burn And the term in Philly at the time Was let the bunker burn So the bunker was burning The house started burning And at the end of the day 62 houses burned to the ground
3: houses. In Philadelphia
2: mm-hmm. These people had just left out their house Evacuated houses so the police could get this move, family, out of the house, but they end up, the police dropped bomb on that on her damn row house, burnt out 62 houses. People, just to get
3: one family? Just
2: to get one family out. Ironically, wow. I worked with a young lady who lived on Pine Street, the back street of Osage Avenue, where her family got burnt out as well. and uh, But nobody... You know, people died with the move. People left in there, kids and everything died. A woman named Ramona Africa, who was one of the main people in there, her husband was killed. Uh, Bertie Africa got out. That was Ramona's son. But these people here were, re- were related to Ramona, who were the people that got locked up in '78. The older generation from Ramona, her older uh, siblings. So the move, move is a group in Philadelphia. That is an unspoken, untalked about situation. If you're from Philly and you're fifty years older, you know about the move people and it's it's so sad and mm-hmm. so deep and but the sixty two people leave losing their houses it's a deep thing. If you ever if you ever want some interesting reading, yeah. you want you only gonna see pictures, you ain't gonna see video because uh but uh, yeah, move. Moves in Philadelphia. Uh, so you've gotta it's almost like uh, rosewood and things like that. That's you know, you crazy. gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand it and see it. And this, this is one of the un, unspoken, untalked about the black tragedies that went on in the world through okay. the years. You know, we don't speak on it.
3: Okay, well we're gonna have anyway. to definitely look that up. Yeah, y'all, y'all look that up. Move. Move. Okay, in Philly. We call
2: them the radicals.
3: All right, well, we're coming back to you, Mr. Love. Hollywood wrap-up?
1: Okay, all right, all right.
3: Uh, What's going on in Hollywood? Uh, you know,
1: Ella is generous. You know, uh, goes into detail about that uh, whole sexual abuse uh, that she uh, encountered by her stepfather uh, for what she says. Um, Ella is generous, so we actually got her frames. Uh, She's so got some pretty, you know, eyeglass frames, too. But, um, she was sexually abused by her stepfather it, You know, it's the news But, uh, she's revisiting it again now You know, but now in further detail With the hope that she'll empower teen victims to speak out I guess that's her whole point of the, uh, situation Is to, you know, she wants to empower these young women A lot of times young women get raped Some women get molested They get, uh, sexually abused And a lot of times, uh, it goes under the rug as, uh, Of their fear to come out, uh Whatever the case whatever the case may be, but um, uh, she says that I think it's important to talk about it because there's so many young girls and you know, it doesn't really matter how old you are, but the, the she says that uh she actually was a talk show host that was on the uh the get uh the uh, upcoming episode of Netflix, my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman, so you know pretty pretty well established guy. Um, uh, the 61 year old said that she's still angry at herself for not speaking up sooner. You know, uh, I was too weak to stand up to him. Stuff like that. You know, I was 15 or 16. You know, that's what she told Letterman. You know, it's a really horrible, horrible story. And the only reason I'm actually going uh, into detail is because I want other girls not to let someone else do that. I don't. I don't want them to experience what I had to experience. Which is a natural uh, instinct. You don't want somebody to have to go through what you had. You you went through because. You're the one that experienced it This is not something that you're talking about It's not something that you're You know, uh, guessing about Or trying to make an opinion on You're talking from experience Of, 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 of that tragic activity So, um, you know, her abuse you when know, She first talked about it in 2005 It came after her mother uh, Had been diagnosed with breast cancer You know, her stepfather uh, You know, he, he wasn't too good of a guy He was a very bad man, in her words uh, She needed to you know, say he needed to feel her breath to check for lumps. You know, that that's some of the stuff oh, he used to cool. say. You know, uh, he had done with her mother. You know, yeah, I need to, I need to check your breath. for. I mean, what, what kind of line is that? Hmm. Hey, uh, uh, you know, hey, let me, let me, I just need to, I just need to check your breath because uh, for I want to make sure you don't have no lumps in there. You know, uh, what kind of line is that? I mean, that's
0: that's. That's a sick it's, line.
1: Get your game up. The game of it, I can't even say game because you're talking about this is your this is just stepdad. So, cut it out, you you creep, okay. you know. Uh, but um, yeah, I digress. But sometimes they get me. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he convinced. He said that he convinced me that he needs to feel my breath, and then he tries to do it again another time, and then okay, that one time, how many times you gotta feel it? You you checked it this time, and he said you need to do it another time. Then it become another time. You know, like all these other times, it finally led to something real scary. You know, uh, then one time, you know, he, he stepped up a level and said, you know, uh, he went ahead and bro- broke into a room. You know, uh, and the generous episode of the in-depth interview series, My Next Guest Needs on Introduction, it starts streaming Friday along with the rest of the show's second season. Uh, and the other four guests this season are uh, rapper Kanye West, uh, actress, Comic slash uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, race car driver Lewis Hamilton, and the philanthropist um, Melinda Gates.
3: Oh yeah, that's Bill Gates, life.
1: Yeah. All right. And then uh, last thing on the Hollywood wrap up, uh, Jason Mitchell, um, Fire from the Shy. I I don't know if y'all ever got to see that, but the Shy was actually it was pretty good. It was deep.
4: Mm-hmm. Definitely
1: had some emotional parts in there, things that um, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, but. He was dropped uh, by, by, man, uh, by a managing agent. Uh, the news comes following some allegations of misconduct by actresses on the set. Uh, there's drama on the set of The shy and it's not in front of the camera, according to the reporter. Straight out of Compton actor Jason Mitchell is at the center of those allegations and misconduct of misconduct. Uh, the publication states that Mitchell has been fired from Showtime The Shot and the upcoming film uh, Desperado's. That's yeah. such a premiere on Netflix. I mean, you know, uh, in addition, uh, his agent and manager have also dropped him as a client. So, God, so really kind of, yeah, that's kind of rough. Um, you know, THR says that actress Tiffany Boone, who plays Mitchell's girlfriend on the Showtime drama, is just one of the se- several actresses who have complained about him. You know, uh, he's been accused of sexual harassment as well as making Boone feel unsafe. Brother. When they filmed scenes together I mean Boone's fiance um, Marquette Richardson Of Netflix, Dear White People Reportedly had to come to set When Boone was forced to work One on one with Mitchell Then TRH asked Boone to comment On the allegations and of course she declined She's trying to ride with her You know ride with her Ride with her man And um, you know the publication goes on To report that you know Boone told Producers that she would would no longer work with that actor. So, you know, at her request, she was released. She said, I'm not doing this no more. I'm gone. I'll pack my bags. I don't care about the paycheck. I don't want to work with this guy, so I'm out. And that's pretty much uh, what she did. Um, But, however, apparently there were complaints from other actors as well so she wasn't the only one. So, culminating uh, to Mitchell's teen cleaning house. So, they're trying to, you know, Mitchell is in a bad spot. I mean, you got... All these girls and all these ladies, all these multiple actresses coming at you, man. So he's you know, just been
3: acting a fool. I don't
1: know what he's been doing, man. Come on, you know, uh, But if something don't seem right, you know, uh, that project don't got enough seasoning, you know. Uh, mm. You know, man, and that's how the cookie crumbles. But, you know, the sources told THR that his Desperados co-stars, you know, uh, Pedro, Anna Camp, and Robbie Amell, they complain about him, too. You know, so, and he ain't even... He ain't even filmed that's where I was yet. You know, he's been replaced by a new girl actor, Lamorne Morris. So, you know. Uh, oh, well. And the last thing, you know, in Hollywood, you know, everything goes down to Hollywood. So you got to keep your ears tuned in on that one. But uh, Hollywood flashback, real quick. Godzilla first set off on the path to destruction in 1954. Mm. we going to a flashback. You know, they about to have a new movie. Uh, it's back in theaters. They bringing back Godzilla again.
3: Why don't they let Godzilla? Man, Godzilla, run?
1: Godzilla is Godzilla. So they, they don't, they don't care. <laughs> they bring it. They bring Godzilla. Okay.
3: So we um, gotta get another Godzilla. You
1: know, it was back, You know, it'll be back in theaters May 30th. The King of Monsters. You know, uh, was a huge hit in Japan. You know, uh, and earned a nomination for the country's equivalent of the Oscars. You know, down in uh, in Japan. Godzilla is due back May thirtieth in Warner Brothers, uh, uh the King of King of Monsters, you know, the original one in nineteen fifty four, it cost about nine hundred thousand, uh, back in that day. So nine hundred thousand in today, that's equivalent to about eight point five million. You know, in today's dollars. So nine hundred thousand dollars back then, that's eight point five right now millies. All right, eight point five millies right now. And it was nominated for Best Picture uh at the Japanese uh like I say equivalent to the Oscars but it did uh lose to Akira uh Kurosawa's seven some uh samurai. And it's it's an example of the two extremes of Japanese filmmaking it says Godzilla fan and low budget movie <laughs> in impresario Roger Corman. Uh but um yeah man pretty much Godzilla's back, you know, um as with many of the foreign stars, Godzilla got a name change on his way to Hollywood. In Japan, the gender-neutral creature was called Kohira, you know, a mix of words for gorilla and whale. So, yeah, they switched it up a little bit, and, you know, Godzilla just seemed to hit. And when you say that type of stuff, it is what it is, you know. Um, now, uh, another one, oh, Aladdin is back. Now, this is one I'm excited about, you know, Aladdin is back. You know, it conjures 110000000 million-plus over just the Memorial Day weekend. Hey. Your boy Will Smith is in there doing his thing. I haven't got a chance to see it yet, so don't spoil it any callers if y'all call in and talk about it, because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and uh, check that out. You know, Aladdin, that was one of my things back in the day. That was one of them things, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's so far above the competition in North America with an estimated 112, uh, 112.7 million uh, over four thousand and four hundred and seventy six sites over four days. Hey. The, uh, oh, fifth, four days? Over oh, four days uh, already got a You know, uh, you know, easy work. You okay. know, it's the fifth it's actually the fifth highest Memorial Day week in total ever, you know. I only this even topped X Men, you know, the days Days of Future Past twenty fourteen. Uh that that did one one ten point four. So Mm. This 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 jump did did even better than next man you know, so Disney holds the record for the holiday with 2007. Remember they had the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Caribbean oh, yeah. you know uh, at World's End at 139 million, you know uh, Aladdin. I mean it easily outperformed Disney pre-opening domestic projections. Uh, they only thought it was gonna be around about 75, 85, you know, range for the four days. Man, they already had 112 in the first four so. You know, um, it, it, you know that's it, pretty good, man. You know, they also did things like Beauty and the Beast and the Jungle Book that they're responsible for. You know, in this case, it remade the original 1992 animated movie with uh, Minnaj Masoud as Aladdin, Will Smith, of course, was the Blue Genie. You know, Naomi Scott is Jasmine, and Marwan Kanzari is Jafar. You know, uh, Guy Guy Ritchie directed the movie, and um, overall, you know, in 2019, the domestic box office reached about. Four point three four billion as of Sunday. That's ten percent behind last year's total. So the oh, three, that's
3: for all the movies. For, yeah, the yeah.
1: whole year they already, you know, they already, they already ninety, they already made ninety percent in one movie what they did in all of last year just by Aladdin, you know. Huh. So, you know, some upcoming releases during the next month include things like, you know, like we said, Godzilla. They also got oh another. Major monster movie that's gonna be a killer, uh, as far as in the box uh, office and all that. The new Secret Life of Pets two, Secret Life of Pets two is gonna be major. Okay. All it, yo, I don't know if y'all saw the first Secret Life of Pets. It's
3: a I did good see one. that. It was It's a going,
1: and the second one looks like it's about to be epic. You know, they also got minute Black coming out. I saw that. They got you know, it ain't you're not gonna be you know, you're not gonna have uh, Will Smith and um what's my guy, uh,
3: Tommy Lee Jones, yeah,
1: Tommy, he won't be in there, so they got some new cats in there, oh, uh, but yeah, and then, uh, also, uh, the reboot of The Lion King, that opens, oh, okay, I was wondering about that, it actually opens on July 19th, uh,
3: okay,
1: you know, that's 25 years after the original animated blockbuster, uh, movie that dazzled audience with over 422 million, uh, dollars domestically, so, um, so a lot of things going on in Hollywood, you know. Uh, a lot of and sure everything. They, they 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 stepping up. Oh, I'm anxious right. to see it. I want to see lot, and I definitely want to see the Secret Life of Pets. You know. Well, uh,
3: thank you for the Hollywood wrap up, Mr. Love.
1: Absolutely, Um let
3: Let's see. We're running short on time, so I'm not going to give you the recipe for the cocktail of the week. I'll just tell you to check out the website at aPajamaParty.com, and you can find out how to make. This week's Cocktail of the Week, which is a pomegranate key lime vodka cocktail. I think you're going to like it. So check it out online at apajamaparty.com. Papa Didi, can you tell us what is the kiss-it list?
2: Kiss-it list is list of people that uh, showed their butt hiney over the last week or so. And uh, we put them on a list. And, All uh,
3: out. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to kick it off with that police officer in Chicago that handcuffed that 8-year-old
2: Kisses
3: Saying he didn't know it was a child Kisses
2: Police dogs a whole police force in Chicago
0: ah. Well,
3: yeah, because they got a lot of issues Also, Trump for the tariffs and for making the stock market crash the way it keeps doing Kisses. Every time he starts talking that stuff, the crash, the stock market goes down um, Also, Ruby Howell for pulling a gun on the brother and ah. the sister at the picnic
0: Kisses wow.
3: uh, Bright Seat Liquors for not having any good imported beer Oh god The Chapel Hill teacher Who held that mock slave auction wow. uh,
0: What was she thinking I
3: don't know she what she was thinking mm-hmm. oh, Does anybody else I think those were the main offenders. I'd like to
2: see a picture of this woman that did that. Slave. Yeah, I
3: didn't see any pictures Only of her. You, then you
2: got to write the line. But anyway,
3: anybody else to add to the list? Because we want to give uh, them their prize. Exactly. All right, here's a gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Kiss in-
0: my, in my Kiss my ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass.
2: Center. Hi, welcome back to the John party on Wendell's Papadilla. I'm here with
1: uh, red wine.
3: Bonsoir, darling.
2: And
1: sitting in for kettle tonight, we have uh, Mr. Lowe. This is Mr. Lowe. Uh, I am on the line, and we almost out of time. And it's time
3: for the last word. We about to get on out of here. As they say, we don't care where you go, but you got to get up out of here. Uh, Mr. Lowe, what's your last word for tonight?
1: Oh, man. Oh. Uh, there's been a lot to talk about tonight, you know, and um, uh, and I don't know, man. It's, it's it's I even appreciate that call that uh called a little bit earlier. He had a lot of insight, and I appreciate the passion, you know, and some I mean, of his points and everything, points of view. But at the end of the day, it's all about you know growing from the inside out. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta respect and love one another. You gotta build with one another. Don't tear each other down. You know, let's, let's do things differently, man. You know, uh, a lot of times, we never want to see uh, the person on the right or the left of us get big or grow. But, it's, but the thing is, though, by helping them, helps you. And, you know, when they it's just a lot. It's just so much, man. I just wish that, uh I'm not that old, but I just wish that. I just know when, when I was a little bit younger, you know, the times was a little bit different. I just don't like the way morals was different, codes was different laws was different, like everything was looked at a little bit different and um, uh, you know, there's just no respect, no honor anymore. There's, there's 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 no respect, there's no honor. There's no accountability and uh it's just every it's just, it's, it's, just, it's a it's a doggy dog world, every man for himself and but the thing is though we also need more leaders of men, you know, uh and you know, I can only talk to the men since since I am one. Uh but as these ladies they, they take they also uh they also follow us as well. So if uh the type of things that we're doing and there, uh, the path that we're setting I mean it's it's it's, it's disappointing, you know. Uh so, I mean, I I don't wanna get all into it. I don't wanna take too much of your time. That's for another time when you get to sit down wine and wind it down with your boy, you know, on the line, but we ain't gonna do too much. I'm gonna let y'all go, I'm gonna send that over to uh, Get the red wine of Papa Didi to get their last words, but um, man, it's always love for Mr. Thor, always you know, and I'm gonna holler at y'all next time.
3: All right, appreciate it, Mr. Luck. Yeah. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi.
1: Um, I just
2: want to take a second to, uh, to, to send our condolences to the uh, good friend of mine. I went to elementary school, a man by the name of Kevin, Kevin Henry it's a really unique last name. Henry and we were bussed. They used to bus people in the late 60s, early 70s. When I was in the third grade, from the third to sixth grade, we were bused from uh, West Philly to an elementary school called Mitchell, which was in southwest Philly. We used to get on the yellow bus and go on the other side of town. And me and Kevin and a guy named Leslie Alexander, we was in the third, fourth, and fifth grade together in Mitchell Elementary School and. uh, And the brother passed away, and there's funerals tomorrow in Philadelphia. And we came up as kids, and uh, God bless the family of Kevin Henry Ann. my man. We walked a lot of elementary school yards together playing kickball and everything else. Rest in peace, Kevin. Wow.
3: And my condolences as well. And condolences to the people who were shot and killed in Virginia Beach. You know, another one of those mass shootings. But I just want to say... You know, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate you. Appreciate the callers, the listeners. Please uh, uh, also thank D.C. Homegrown, our parent company, for sponsoring us keeping the lights on. We do appreciate that. And uh, please be sure to check out our website, apajamaparty.com, where you can listen to tonight's episode and previous episodes. Special thanks to Mr. Lowe for sitting in for Kettle tonight. We do appreciate any time you can grace the mic.
1: No doubt. I appreciate y'all.
3: Enjoyed having you. And uh, I think we're about done. If all hearts and minds are clear, let us all be dismissed by saying, oh, no, that's wrong. Uh, we gonna shut it down.
4: Church, we gonna
3: shut it down. Say good night, night Mr. Like, Love. Uh,
1: party, you to the church? Say good
3: night, Mr. Okay. Love.
1: Yeah, you know, holler at your boy, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna holler at y'all next time.
3: Say good night, Papa.
1: Dog out. Good night, good night, good night. And I say the same about Virginia Beach.
3: And bonsoir from red wine till next Friday night when we do it all over again and be another fresh one. Chew we're
5: out. Please. Initiating
0: shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, say sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.